so I think I have it. All right. So they announced today that they're um, continuing the Indiana Jones franchise. Right. Uh, uh, with Harrison Ford. Right. And Steven Spielberg's directing, and it's being released in 2019. So, her, so they're not even rushing this? No, it's July, I think it's July 19th, 2019. Harrison Ford will literally be 77 years old. I think we can safely say this is the furthest thing out on Harrison Ford's personal calendar. <laughs> he has nothing else planned No, that what, far. What was that broadcast morning news show he oh, did with Rachel McAdams? Morning Glory, that yeah, movie? Yeah, no, he's doing the sequel to that in 2000. Are you serious? No, no. Oh, okay, I was going to say... <laughs> That movie is the worst movie I've ever seen. That sounds like... I, I saw that movie. Did you? Why? I was like, ah, uh, because I'm married and I have kids, so sometimes you just rent movies <laughs> to forget about the pain. I feel like once you become married and have children, that like gives you an opportunity to get mediocre movies that you would never see. Well, like, you, know you just see more mediocre movies. It's like, you have you don't have a lot of free time, so then when you do have free time, you're like, well, I'm not going to watch Schindler's List. I'm like, why can't I do that with the 90 minutes I have to spare? Yeah. So you just try and find, you watch every comedy movie that there is, and then at some point you're like, all right, well, something, this might be good. And that's, that's those are the only people that have seen Morning Glory. <laughs> those people, that exact Did you Redbox it? We did. <laughs> Redbox. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, like, okay, so the last Indiana Jones was Indiana Jones on the Kingdom of the Crystal oh Skull, which was like just a god awful, horrible movie. Bad. I'm I was a big fan of the Shia LaBeouf swinging through the vines with monkeys <laughs> sequence. Okay, so like on paper, like that seems like an idea that would work because it's like you have an Indiana Jones movie and he's older and he finds out about this son that he had with a you know a girl who was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Karen Allen. Right. And so then it's like Shia LaBeouf, who was like you know an up and coming actor. You're like, okay, this will work. It's kind of like a pass-the-torch type movie. But it turns out to not work at all. Like, it was a terrible yeah, movie. terrible chemistry. And so now I'm seeing, like, similarities to, like, the Rocky franchise. Hmm. So I kind of feel like, uh, like, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, like, Rocky Balboa, like the sixth Rocky movie. <laughs> so now this next uh, Indiana Jones is going to be, like, Creed, and Michael B. Jordan is going to be his son. <laughs> I mean, he was an archaeologist. You would assume he would spend some time in the continent of Africa. <laughs> which brings us to our first crossover, right. which is Creed and Indiana Jones. <laughs> Creed and Indiana Jones. That's right. Uh, Creed and Indiana... So wait, I feel like this is obviously based on the idea that 21 Jump Street and Men in Black yeah, yeah. are crossing so, so, so over. I think it was Sony... Yes. Sony announced. Okay, well, Sony didn't. So all announce. of Sony's ideas were hacked. Yeah, yeah. So, so over was it last year? About a year ago. Yeah. So, so there was a huge Sony hack, and one of the weirdest emails that was leaked was that they were pitching this idea to make a Twenty One Jump Street sequel that was a crossover with Men in Black. So I saw that trending, and I was like, "This must be a joke." But then I read the email, like with Amy Pascal, that was like an right. actual concept that they threw out there, That's so and funny. I was like. This is like insane, like, and it's like crazy enough that it just might work type thing. Right. I feel like part of I feel like it's gonna be the worst thing that's ever happened. I love. Yeah. I really enjoyed Men in Black. I was very. I was. Oh. I was younger oh, when it yeah. came out. I didn't see the new one. And I you didn't. Lo- oh, you didn't see. 30? No, no, I didn't see. Really great. Really. Yeah. Great. Like cap to a franchise. Huh. Like ended perfectly. Um, I think Men in Black actually. 
is is a little bit of an underrated franchise. No, I really enjoyed the because, first two. I just because you have Tommy Lee Jones, like right. all time classic actor, right. Right. and you have Will Smith, who is like for many many years the biggest actor and right. star on the planet. Biggest box office, draw. and you have yeah. these two actors making a fun, entertaining franchise about like government agents that hunt aliens. Yeah, I feel like it it hit all of the right tone. Yeah, that's like everything you want. That's true, and like a, a fun summer movie. And I don't think that it gets like the talk. That's true. That's a good that point. it deserves. Well, yeah, I feel like sometimes you gotta accept a movie for what it is. Like they're just trying to make a fun movie that people go out and see, and they totally did. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Know. I just feel like I like I like those movies, and I love the Jump Street movies. Yeah. I feel like they're hilarious. They hit me perfectly generationally. Like I get them. I love them. I just feel like. Well, this is the problem. So, so the Twenty One Jump Street movies, their thing is that they're able to mock the fact that they're rebooting a franchise, right? Um, and do a little bit of a satire on the concept of reboot and the concept of big budget films. So they're making an entertaining, like comedy and action film, while also successfully making one of those. Like they're making fun of it and making it right simultaneously. Right. And I feel like with Men in Black, the difference is it took itself like serious like it, it didn't try to make fun of alien movies necessarily right it was still like it's about people who hunt and then protect right know, hunt the bad aliens protect right. the good aliens and it wasn't at, at all a point like a satire of alien movies it was like a movie that was about people who deal with aliens right. and took itself seriously so i feel like when you integrate these two movies there's going to be like kind of this mockery of like the men in black now which is going to take away from a little bit of the enjoyment of it. Yes. And I, I feel like, because of what's been more recently popular, I feel like it's going to be 21 Jump Street taking on Men in Black and using that as a, uh, a tool or an instrument more than it will be equal. Yeah. At least, at least that's what I think it's going to be, which maybe I'm not so excited. It's like, hey, we made fun of the idea of sequels at the end of our movies and we can't really have a straight sequel. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So now we're just going to... I mean... It, are they going to fight aliens? I assume Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones will not be in these movies. No, they already said they're not going to be. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's new agents. Um, and I guess what will have to happen is that, like, their agency will have to, like, mesh with the Men in Black agency. That's true. I'm also not a fan of Ice Cube in these movies. He is so bad. He just can't act. No. No. And, like, respect to Ice Cube, like... Great rapper. <laughs> Boys in the Hood, classic. Right. Never saw the Friday movies. Definitely lied about seeing them. <laughs> For, um, I saw the first one. It was very good. Yeah, okay. He's still just as... He just does, he's just one of those guys that just does his, yeah, himself all the very, time. Very, very, very played out in the... 20, like, you know, initially funny, like, okay, right. grumpy, grumpy, grumpy chief. His character in these movies are going to be so played out. Yes. He's going to have so much, like angst and sarcasm towards aliens. Right. Um, There's going to be a lot of that. I'm just already sick of it. Like, I'm already sick of <laughs> Ice already... interacting with aliens. Yes, yes. Um, I imagine a lot of Tony Shalhoub and yeah. Ice Cube scenes together. Which, which not, never mind, I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's Ice Cube's whole curl. You don't want to see Ice Cube yell at. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. All right, so, so what can they do to make this work, then? I don't know. It almost seems unwinnable. It really does. Because I feel like it's just going to be 21 Jump Street and they're men in black. Like, it's not going to be, like, 
like if Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, who are the men in black, who are the reasons you watch those films, if they're not in it, then it's just going to be 21 Jump Street playing around in the men in black world. Yeah. So who would you get to be the new men in black agents? Hmm. Hmm. You probably want... Now, do you want to match their ages, or do you want to go older, or do you want to recreate the men in black dynamic? I think they had to just go younger, like like Brolin. Brolin in there to be young Tommy well, Lee Jones. Well, Brolin did Men in Black 3. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I think they'll have some kind of... <sighs> probably not Brolin. Probably not. It depends on what his career's doing. <laughs> Well, because he was he was Tommy Lee Jones in the seventies, right? So, so they're probably well, they do time travel. They're doing time travel, Twenty One Jump Street, Men in Black. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I don't know who's who's up and coming. I don't want Miles Teller to be involved. Well, I don't understand the point of him. <laughs> I you know what? I loved Whiplash. Yeah, and he was great in Whiplash. He was so good. Everything else. That should have been a one-off movie. That should have been the <laughs> only movie he's ever done. It should have been like, what other actor has done that? Like uh, one Charlie and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That was the only movie he ever did. Yeah, he should have did one of those. He became a farmer after that. That's awesome. Yeah, I could see Miles Teller being a farmer, man of the earth. Yeah, Miles Teller, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> look into farming. Yeah, you're not. You know what? I saw a movie I saw him in that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Was, oh, what's this with Shailene Woodley? It's like oh, the knockoff Hunger Games. Divergent, Divergent. Divergent. Oh, so dude, I just saw one speak, scene of it. Right. Speaking of being married and just like getting out of the house, my wife read the books. Uh-huh. She saw the first one. I did not see the first one. I've only seen the sequel. Uh-huh. I've only seen the second Divergent. Which one is that? I don't even know. I know there's a Divergent, and I know insurgent. there's an Insurgent. It's. And all of a sudden, a third one's coming out, even right. though I thought the sequel wasn't even out yet, so I'm confused. But yeah. No, so anyway, so this whole, just, this most going to be about Divergent for the uh-huh. next few months. <laughs> so in this movie, it's like they're warriors or something, whatever. Shailene Woodley is the main character. And you're supposed to believe that, like, she was born into, like, some different class of people, but really she's this warrior person. So, like, they're just, there's all these insane fight scenes. Uh-huh. But Shailene Woodley has negative muscle tone. Yeah. And she's like decking dudes that are like 250 pounds. And they're like, this is the most unbelievable fight scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, it just made me sound like, like Miles Teller. Like you're watching, I was watching, I saw a fight scene between Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. That's like the worst fight scene. If you pitched yeah. that fight scene to me, I'd be like, what are, you talk, what are you talking about? Like in real life, sure. You mean the drummer from Whiplash and the angsty daughter from The Descendants? <laughs> right. Are right. fighting? They're fighting kung fu. <laughs> Kung Fu type fights. Well, that was like when Mila Kunis was like the one who got the torch in the Book of Eli. Oh, yeah. That was weird. It was a stupid movie. That was, that was I, I know that's a hot take, but not a fan of Book of Eli. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> I actually... That, we were waiting on that version. That movie I actually feel guilty about because my dad loves that movie oh, so really? much really? that when I watched it, I like felt guilty that I didn't like it uh, because my dad was so excited for me to see it. I had it. that same exact experience with my father. The uh-huh. movie was Casablanca. Oh, uh, different. Yeah, I'm also a huge Casablanca fan. So, so I don't like old movies. <laughs> I don't like, like, for like they're just slow and boring. <laughs> you know, like all of them. And like I get like I'm sure I could sit there and like intellectually be like, oh no, this is when that started, or this is when this affected film in a overarching way. But like, yeah, like they're just nobody talks like that. Nobody stands like that. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah, I, I very boring film. 
All right, so Men in Black. All right, so <laughs> so think about this. This is who's going to end up playing one of the agents. Okay. And you're not going to like it, but it's going to happen. Okay. James Franco's one of them. <sighs> He's going to be. Is this going like an even younger Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is no, it's like a new agent, and he's like he's kind of spacey. He doesn't really get it. He's like quirky and weird. So is he? Is he like from Men in Black, or is he like? You're saying he's a Men in Black agent? Yeah, yeah, he's a Men in Black agent. So do you think like the two characters are going to be new recruits? To yeah, Men in Black? yeah, they'll, they'll be younger, also, younger agents. Yeah, I feel like they would make James Franco like the head of something. Yep, and he turns out to be like an <laughs> alien, maybe. Oh, you know who should be in it? Who? You're gonna like this, I think. Crispin Glover. Mmm. He wasn't in one already. I feel like he, was, he should have been. Right. I feel like he probably Dude, he wasn't the Crispin main villain. Crispin Glover interacting with aliens. Right. That's what he does already. I think. Right. Like just on a daily. You know basis. what's amazing about Crispin Glover? Everything is that in the Back to the Future films. Uh huh. I thought he was old, not young. Uh-huh. Like no, no, that's an old guy. They made they made him look young. Yeah. To be young. Yeah. No. Uh. Whatever. Uh huh. McFly. What's his dad's name? Maddie McFly. Marty. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> How do we not know this? Uh, McFly. McFly, yeah. If only ever calls him McFly. I don't right. know what his name Martin is. Martin Sr. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, and I'm like, wait, why is this, why is the dad from Back to the Future still alive? <laughs> like, that's how I thought of it, like, yeah. seven or eight years ago. And I'm like, oh, no, he was, he was actually young. Yeah. Just looked old. I love Chris from Glover. He's pretty. I thought he did with the rats or something. Uh, Willard. <laughs> Some fast recall. You saw Willard, I assume. No, but I remember the website for it. <laughs> that was a big deal. Like, well, so when it came out, that was still like when movies had websites. They didn't have like. I was Facebook, gonna say, you know, it like you're like you go to the movies website. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they didn't have Facebook pages. There wasn't like Twitter. Right. Yet. So it was like you would go to. So I remember going to Willard's website. <laughs> Which was just weird because I never saw the movie. I was just on Willard's website. Oh, that's really funny. Classic website I went to was the Mummy the Mummy Returns website. There was like a hieroglyphic translator that I would oh play God. on. You play games. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. That was that was probably the worst movie I've ever seen. The Mummy Tied Returns. With Divergent. Mummy Returns. I turned it off. Oh, you're not gonna like some of these crossovers I have. Then. Let's do it then. Let's get into <laughs> these crossovers in the spirit of Twenty One Jump Street and Men in Black. Okay, so well, so the next one coming up um, that's actually existing is King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, so there's a King Kong movie coming out, I think, next year. Right. Um, it has, like, a really stacked cast. Right. It's, like, everyone who was... Sick, every, like, actor who's been significant, like, for the first time is, like, in this movie. Really? Like, Brie Larson's the lead. Oh, okay. I think Miles Teller's in it. <laughs> uh, you know, just, like, right. any... Anyone and, who was successful in an indie movie that got big is in this. Right. And Samuel L. Jackson. Of course. Of course. Um, and Andy Serkis. Yes. <laughs> as King Kong. As King Kong. So, so King Kong versus Godzilla, which just seems like, you know, everyone in the world's going to see it. And it's going to be good. Right, yeah. Like you can't, I don't know, can you fail at that movie? Yeah, no, it's really, well, but it's about a giant dinosaur thing and a giant gorilla fighting. Yeah. You're just... I'm, like I'm the whole point of yeah. it like no one's looking for like what's gonna happen with that romance that's yeah possibly um, yeah those movies seem you know foolproof and then you think back on Godzilla 2000 or not Godzilla 2000 the Godzilla that came out in 98 with Matthew Broderick that's right and not in Hank Azaria Hank Azaria was in he it. was like the cab driver dude yeah it was awesome Hank Azaria and Matthew Broderick in a Godzilla film 
I'm gonna pitch this movie to you right now. <laughs> Godzilla, Matthew Broderick, <laughs> Hank Azaria. So you're saying you want a Ferris Bueller Godzilla crossover? P Diddy is doing <laughs> the soundtrack. Um, all right, so I have I've compiled a list of of crossover ideas sure. I've come up with, um, and we can uh, we can talk about them. So first one I got is a little basic, right? Um, and a little just all right. Well, I'll just get to it. Fast and the Furious. Yes. You know, bajillion dollar franchise. Right. Everyone loves it. Right. You can't not love it. It's impossible. I don't. Okay. You kind of do. If it was on TV, you probably wouldn't change it because there's car chases and Vin right. Diesel being yes. Vin Diesel. Okay. Uh, Vin Diesel doing Vin Diesel things. Yeah, exactly. So we got Fast and Furious mixed with <clears throat> the Ocean's Eleven franchise. Wow, interesting. I feel like very tonally different. They are very tonally different. So this is what you do: you get Steven Soderbergh directing. Right. So now you have like. Well done car chase scenes. Okay. And maybe he's getting the best out of these actors who don't have to do that much. So you have these two like, I just crime wanna, syndicates. I want to highlight banks. the fact that you talk about someone getting the best out of Tyrese Gibson and the Ludacris. I'm telling you, there's a lot to get out of them. <laughs> hey, Ludacris, Greg and Crash. Uh... <laughs> you just say that quickly and you never question. <laughs> you just say it and then you keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never had anyone pause after it, so I right. just keep going. All right, so that's what I got. What do you think? Uh, I think it would be terrible. It would be terrible. It would be awful. Especially because Ocean's... The Ocean series ruined itself historically with the whole Julia Roberts... That's like a legendarily bad thing that happened. So Ocean's 12, for those of you don't know, who don't know, Ocean's 11, great, like a perfect action movie. Oh, so fantastic fun. caper film. Yeah. Watch it a million times. Makes you want to rob things. Great Topher Grace cameo. Uh, so we got Ocean's 12 comes out, and there's a part where they're in a heist... And Julia Roberts' character participates in the heist by pretending that she's Julia Roberts, which was like just the most unacceptable thing I've ever right. seen in a film. Yes. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how... Like, I don't even know how that idea is in Shockdown immediately. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe just rich people being rich. Yeah. Like oh, realizing. totally. And that's what's so annoying about it. Is that, yeah. That's right. what it was. Right. Was right. actors are like, look how funny we are. Look how fun we are. Right. You know who looks like Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. <laughs> like, that's the joke. Is that... But they also get Bruce Willis to play himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That so oh, that's stupid. right. Stupid. Yeah. That was so stupid. I loved those movies. So Bruce Willis is playing Bruce Willis in the Fast and Furious Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Isn't he in those already? I feel like he... He might be. He's, he might as well in, be. Yeah. So this is called... We gotta wait a little bit. But Fast and Furious comes out a movie every six months. Okay. So this is gonna be Fast Eleven. Fast <laughs> Eleven. Uh, if we do that lot, then they should wait. They need to make like eighteen more Men in Blacks before they get to the they will twenty one. <laughs> because James Franco is going to be oh helming the gosh. Men in Black franchise. You know he's going to be in it. Yes, I, that's true. All right, so this is actually my girlfriend's pitch. My okay. girlfriend Diana, shout out to Diana. Um, ooh, ooh. She mixed. <laughs> this is a little okay. A little unorthodox. Okay. She mixed Spider Man. Okay. With Spotlight. Oh. Okay. Now, here we are. All right, I'm processing. So, so Spotlight, you know, the sect of the Boston Globe. They're, right. they're journalists. Right. Peter Parker, a journalist. So, so <laughs> Wait, say the Spotlight. Okay, so listen, listen, listen. Spotlight has to investigate. 
<laughs> a superhero, right? They're they're investigating Spider Man, and Peter Parker gets hired to join the Spotlight team. Uh, I picture it differently. I picture is it like the Spotlight team is trying to crack the case of pedophile priests, and Spider Man keeps showing up late for work because he's fighting Doctor Octopus. And it's oh, like so- Spider Man, like Peter, maybe maybe. You're not a good okay. reporter because you're never here. I like that pitch. I like that Spotlight <laughs> right. is existing, you know, as it was. Right, right. Except right, right. now, just right, insert Spider Man. Right, taking them years. And like we got this young kid, Paco. He gets good pictures, <laughs> and he's just never there. Yeah. Just... Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just make Spotlight, and then just put scenes of Spider Man doing his own things, right. and then showing up, and then Michael Keaton giving him like dirty looks. Right. Where were you? Well, Dr. Octavius was showing us his Adam's... What are you even saying, Peter? <laughs> there are real things in the world. And Mark Ruffalo can just be like, How many people, Peter? How this, many people, Peter Parker? Serious work. Who <laughs> even understand? What are you out there? Taking pictures of Spider-Man? He wears like a Yankees hat to work. Ooh, That's yeah. Like a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so I I'm think, down. Yeah, it's huge, huge A-plus for me. Do we have... We have very punny names for all these. Oh, I don't have one for that. Oh, uh, I feel like now we need one for every crossover. Yeah, so Spotlight. Spotlight plus Spider-Man. What's the paper Peter Parker works at? A Daily Planet? No, it's Superman. Daily Bugle? Da- Daily Bugle, yeah, that sounds right. Spotlight, Sp- I don't know. We're going to take too long to think about <laughs> Yeah, all right. All right. Okay, so going back to Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay. So, and speaking of a movie that you spoke of before, yes, Indiana Jones needs a little needs a little pump up, right? Um, and some fun things about Indiana Jones are when it goes into like, when I say fun things, I mean the worst of Indiana Jones, <laughs> i.e. the Temple of Doom. Uh, yes, which is like simultaneously the worst Indiana Jones movie, like maybe even worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but like also the most watchable. Right, like such a fun, ridiculous movie. Right. Um, so we got. Indiana Jones mixed with the mummy. <laughs> okay, so they're uh, both archaeologists in the early 1900s. Oh, gosh. Right? That is true. So you have them working together. Right. And there's, like, supernatural forces involved. So you oh. have Indiana Jones, who's, like, kind of this scholar, this biblical genius. Like, he knows all the backstories of all these Greek and Roman. And, right. And then you have the mummy, like, guy who... Frazier? Well, okay, so this is actually interesting. The mummy's, I'm only on board with Brendan Fraser. The, the Mummy's being rebooted currently. Do you okay. know who's playing Brendan Fraser's uh, part? James Franco again? No, it's Tom Cruise. What? Yeah. Interesting choice. I feel like right? that's just like, does Tom Cruise hate Brendan Fraser? <laughs> is that like the only reason he's doing that? Well, think about this. Did Brendan Fraser say something bad about Scientology? What's the only thing Tom Cruise has never run from in a movie? Run from? A mummy. He's never run from a mummy. Tom Cruise runs in every movie That's he's in. That's true. That is true. So I'm all in on. I'm. I love Tom Cruise. As so an Tom star. Cruise, Harrison Ford. Well, and then you'll. you'll so I don't think you could have someone trying that hard and someone not trying hard at all, <laughs> being in the same scene. Yeah. It'll it'll always just look like a behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like Tom Cruise, no one acts harder than Tom Cruise. Well, my so, man give, my man is all effort. Okay, so this reboot, we're not gonna have Harrison Ford. Like, uh, okay, he's just can't. Child Booth, just keep. Okay, keep shy. so this, so who, so this is the good question. Who would you want to play Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones? I 
feel like the easy answer that I don't want is like Chris Pratt. Is that is that's the that's correct the, answer? What you just said. It's, so I'm it's gonna, the easy I'm answer. Be progressive, and I'm gonna say Idris Elba. Well, that would never work because Indiana Jones is white. Right. True. <laughs> never mind. I apologize. No, it's a tough because Chris Pratt is the obvious choice, but it's like I feel like he's basically playing Indiana Jones in Jurassic Park. Yeah. So it's, it's a crossover that they're not talking about. <laughs> um, Does he have a hat? Does he have a hat? I just make things up, don't I? Well, Sam Neill had an Indiana Jones hat in the original Jurassic Park. Mm. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like Indiana Jones needs a good replacement. Right. Chris Pratt has been thrown out there. I'm against because Chris Pratt's in too many things. Uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller I'm against because Miles Teller <laughs> is now a farmer. Uh, <laughs> As we discussed. Bradley Cooper. I'm not a big fan of B. Coop. No? No. I mean, I feel like, as a person, I got nothing against him. He seems like a nice enough dude. Uh-huh. I just don't enjoy watching him on screen. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. All right, so we got Ben Affleck doing too many things. Yeah. He's like Batman right now. He can't be Indiana Jones and Batman at the same yeah. time. Uh, who else? So what, what's the, what is Indiana Jones? Harrison Ford was older. Uh-huh. Um... He's like smart, but kind of cool and kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an obvious, there's an obvious solution to this. What if they went the McConaughey route? Oh, maybe he tried to be Indiana Jones with Sahara. <laughs> he did try that. Okay, so now but now, that, now, now that McConaughey is like done. Yeah, he's done good movies now for the first time in his life. Yeah. What if we went McConaughey? I feel like McConaughey is like. McConaughey's like a rapper. Like, you can't put a rapper in a movie because you're just like, oh, it's, it's, it's a rapper. I feel like McConaughey's like so, so larger than life. Yeah. He like needs to be playing one-off characters or like completely changing his body. You're like, McConaughey. Yeah. So you're saying you don't want to give him a franchise. I just feel like it's like, you would just be thinking about how it's Matthew McConaughey. Oh, but he'd be so fun, dude. Right. Like, it's just picture, not, it's picture not a chameleon him with, enough like, like role. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, it would just yeah, overpower. No, I, I agree with that. McConaughey's... Might be more powerful than Nina Jones. Especially if Brendan Fraser's right there by his side. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise definitely hates Brendan Fraser. He's going to become the mummy and he's going to make Brendan Fraser like play his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, how exhausting would the mummy Indiana Jones crossover be with Matthew McConaughey and Tom Cruise? Oh, man, that would be tough. <laughs> I feel like it would mostly be scenes of like swinging from vines with monkeys oh yeah a lot of monkey swinging i also feel like the mummy movies have the worst cgi well yeah they're very bad very bad cgi and they were like very bad at the time too like i know how to get this movie under budget (laughs) terrible cgi that okay so the mummy returns you brought up as the worst movie ever so that was the movie where the rock decided he wanted to become an actor that had the scorpion king in it awful and if you think back that has the worst cgi scene like Ever, pretty much. Right. Because that's when, like, he becomes the Scorpion King. Oh, gosh. So it's, like, basically half the rock and then, like, a scorpion bottom. Mm. It was bad. It was bad. You know, that was so bad, it wouldn't have been weird if Hollywood was like, eh, never mind with the CGI stuff. Clearly we're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. But you know what they did? They made a third mummy. <laughs> Which I don't, I never saw, actually. And then they made a spin-off. Okay, so they made, okay, so they made Mummy Returns, and apparently... He, Everyone was, like, crazy about the Scorpion King. So the Scorpion King got its own movie. Right. And then there was a Scorpion King 2. And then there was a Scorpion King prequel. Oh. So 
so this is how this movie was so so the mummy's a remake right so the mummy's a remake and the mummy 2 is a sequel to a remake mm-hmm. so that means the scorpion king is a spin-off of a sequel of a remake so that means the the scorpion king, uh, king prequel is a prequel to a sequel to a spin-off to a sequel to a remake which is so unoriginal that it makes it original. <laughs> like, that's like a new Right, level. it's a new thing. You're, yeah. You've done something no one's ever done before. That's, it's just incredible. Jeez. All right, so, you, so you're out on Indiana Jones, Mommy. Very out. I'm thinking I'm out <laughs> on Indiana Jones. It's going to be 87 years old. Yeah. All right, we'll take, we'll take your guys' suggestions for who should play Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this one. I said this one originally to myself as a joke, and then I was like, you know what? It would actually work. So Star Trek, big yes. franchise right now. Very fun movies. Um, uh, fun remakes. So the original movies, also pretty fun, but you know, quite dated. Um, so I think the fourth one of the original movies, they go back to Earth. Okay. Um, I don't remember what the circumstance was, but I'm pretty sure it took place on Earth. Yeah, I remember like them being on a bus or something. Yeah. Okay. So say they go back to Earth in the future a little bit. Like it's a little farther in the like, future. Okay. And say the Earth isn't the same as it was before. Okay. I think I see where you're going here. So say... Madia goes now. <laughs> say the Earth is filled with apes wow. who have human qualities. Star Trek, Planet of the Apes mashup. I feel like I'm... Yeah, I'm on board. That's it. I'm sorry. Right? Yep. It sounds silly, but then you're like, wait a second. That's like, that's actually a real thing. I feel like that should be a movie that exists. Yeah, so they go back to Earth. It's like future. They're thrown off, and they have to have like Star Trek battles with like monkey warriors. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Is Mark Wahlberg in this movie? <laughs> he's not allowed. <laughs> he's not, He's actually had to sign a contract where he's never allowed to speak the words Planet of the Apes Are again. Are you serious? No, but he should be. Oh, okay. Because I would believe that. Those movies that, were dreadful. There was one. That, yeah, that yeah. movie was dreadful. It was the weirdest movie ever. <laughs> it felt like two bad movies. Yeah. That's bad. No, it did. Remember the ending? The ending just didn't make sense. It was like ripped off of a Kevin Smith comic book. Oh, really? Like the actual like monkey Abraham Lincoln. Yes, yes. It was like... I saw it somewhere on the internet. It's huh. like Kevin Smith. Or... Do you remember who directed that movie? Was it... what? Uh, it was Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yep. Tim Burton. Tim Burton directed a Planet of the Apes reboot. Starting, you have to feel like was Johnny Depp busy? Like, <laughs> is that fine, Tim? But you have to use Mark Wahlberg. I guess I'll do it. Um, all right, let me see, let me see what I got. Okay, I got I got Free Willy and Blackfish. Oh, what's Blackfish? That's the know. documentary about how SeaWorld oh, kills. <laughs> This is like real life Free Willy. Yeah, Free Willy really transitions into a documentary about the abuse of orcas. <laughs> like, the credits roll, like, I love this movie about whales. The true story behind. <laughs> Which I think was like it's Free Willy like, 3, like, dealt with like fishermen who took advantage of orcas. You know who plays the dad in the Free Willy movies? Oh, uh, the. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. He's very representative of everyone's. Like deadbeat dad. Michael Madsen, great in every Tarantino movie, and then does no other good movie ever. Ever. That's true. 
He has great Tarantino performances and then does nothing. Hmm. Why does that happen? I don't know. I'm more of a fan of Virginia Madsen. <laughs> Big fan. She was in Sideways. Um, all right. So uh, we were talking about earlier tonight, we were talking about James Bond. Um, <laughs> lots of James Bond movies out there. Like such a small percentage of good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the longest running franchise with the least acceptable reason to keep the franchise going. I think it's because like, part of England's national budget is to fund James Bond movies. <laughs> you know, I think, I think there's truth to that because why do people like England? They're like the worst country ever. They just traveled around ruining everything. They like created borders in Africa and Southeast Asia that just like fucked things up for generations. Yeah. We're like, no, James Bond, Mary Poppins. They were so bad that America formed. That's right. America was like, you guys, you guys control too much. Never mind. Right. Yeah. What good has England ever done? <sighs> Nothing. Think of, what are the British English things you think of? Tea they stole from India. Uh huh. Like what else? I don't uh, even know what a crumpet is. I don't even know. It's like a. I assume it's a baked good. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> That's all I know. Cricket? I don't think they invented cricket. No, I think maybe they did. Actually, maybe they. I don't know. Uh, they invented soccer, but they're not good at it. Did they invent soccer? Yeah. Really? Straight up, invented soccer and rugby. Whoa. But other than that, okay, soccer's a soccer's a big get. Right, but like nobody watches it because the way they played it back then. Mm. It's because of how people from South America play it. Um, yeah, it's. uh, I mean, I just feel like people are super pro England. Yeah, for no reason. Right? Like, the difference between England and Nazi Germany is time, is recency. <laughs> like, that's... I'm being serious. Like, if England... If right now, we're all... If people podcasted back when England was just traveling the world, I'd be like, hey, we own this now. They're like the worst traveling circus ever. Right. No, and they just go everywhere. They make everyone wear suits. Yeah. Like, they made people in India wear suits. That's a dick move. Oh no, suits are nice. No, but like it's hot. <laughs> it it's is like so you have to dress how we dress. Yeah, they were in India for like a week. Three thousand miles. They were in, in, uh, in India during the fall, and they were like, "Here, take these suits." And they're like, "Guys, wait! It gets so much hotter than you it don't is understand." Right now. And they're like, "Wear these no suits. Idea. We own you now. <laughs> this is our country. We're not calling it that name anymore. <laughs> this is not Mumbai. It's Bombay." Man, they're the worst. Yeah. They're the worst people ever. Yeah, it's one of. I mean, all those countries. Portugal, Italy, Spain. Yeah, so I, you're right. James Bond is a hot commodity. Yeah. That's like their thing. That's like, I think that's a real, well, they also, you know, they pay like a TV tax. That's how the BBC is funded. Huh. Like you get a bill for making TV. <laughs> like it's, I read, it's just like you can Google, it's like a, it's a number. It's like $800 a year. Everyone uh-huh. in England pays <laughs> to fund the BBC and I guess James Bond movies. Yeah, I mean, good good programming, so... That's true, that's true. Alright. But it's just funny, because, yeah, like, uh, has any franchise had more misses than James Bond? Um, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Because it's had so many movies, and two of them are good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Casino Royale, good. Yeah. Uh, Probably one of the ones that shot. What was the... Oh, Skyfall. Skyfall was great. Skyfall. I didn't see Spectre. It was Spectra, not good. Spectre. Spectre. And I didn't see Quantum of Solace, I don't think. Yeah, those are not good. 
Yeah, so even of the four best ones, only two of them are good. <laughs> right, right. And the, the Pierce Brosnan ones are unacceptable. They were pretty bad. Those are unacceptable They're very movies. campy. They're very... But those were the ones that were supposed to be like good movies. They're like, we're, gonna, we're not going to do these like Sean Connery things anymore. We're going to make right. like solid films. Right. And that had like, at one point, Pierce Brosnan was trapped in like an ice, an ice thing that was being lasered through while a Madonna song was playing. That's true. I remember I saw an old clip. I have no idea which James, James Bond movie it was, but it was Sean Connery. Uh-huh. He like meets some chick in like some like Asian massage parlor. <laughs> and they're like, it's like the 60s or whatever. They like go into the back room and they fade out, so you get that yeah. they did it. And then the next scene ends; it fades in. He like opens the door, looks back in, and says "thank you." It closes the door and then just walks away. You're like, "What? We didn't need to see the thank you necessarily." He just like thanked her. Well, Sean Connery's constantly hitting women, so they were trying to like clear up his image. Be like, "No, no, no!" See, after he takes advantage of them, he thanks them. Right? Yeah, very gracious. <laughs> Sean Connery, great Indiana Jones performance in the Last Crusade. Oh, that's true. Sean Connery, come back from acting for this uh, new Indiana Jones yes, movie. That's what that we should do. Be, I don't know. That's to make to make Harrison Ford seem young. I, th- <laughs> I think Con- the last movie Sean Connery did was like March of the Penguin. Or no, no, no. What was the Penguin movie? Happy Feet. I think it was a voice in Happy was Feet. He, he was in Finding Forrester. Yeah, that was like 2003. Yeah, I think it was, I don't know, it was like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, that was, oh, that was a disaster, dude. That was bad. Well, all right, let's cross over some bad movies. Oh, no, all let's right. Let's cross over right, bad wait. movies to fix them. All right, wait. So, all right, so James Bond. Yes. James Bond always traveling the world, mm-hmm. always, uh, you know, finding some bad guys in some mysterious places, you yes. know? Yes, right. So say James Bond has to go to this island, right? Okay. Yes. Say it's an island, uh, we'll call it uh, Isla Nublar. Oh, um, what's on this island? Dinosaurs. Okay. That's a Jurassic Park. I can get on that. James Chris Bond. Pratt, James Bond being snarky at each other. Yeah, dude. I can get on board with that. James. I legitimately thought you were gonna say James Bond. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> well, damn it! Could you beat me? Cause <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> James Bond finding Carmen San Diego. Because we need a Carmen San Diego movie. Right. And you that, just... what the, why the hell has there not been a Carmen San Diego movie? <laughs> That's a great question. Because because we hate women. That's why. That is true. That's the only reason we why. Hate, I guess is she Spanish? Is Carmen San Diego Spanish? She has, I don't a, think she has a very Spanish name, but <laughs> she looks so white. You couldn't have a more Spanish name if your name was Spanish Spanish. <laughs> Carmen San Diego. And she is so white. Yeah. Like, she looks like Evangeline Lily. <laughs> I really want a James Bond Carmen San Diego. Yeah, now. never mind. Screw the, screw the dinosaurs. Who plays Carmen San Diego? Evangeline Lily. Uh, She's a good Angelina choice. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie's got to do it, right? Climb San Diego. That makes a lot of sense. That almost makes too much sense. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, well, I like how, like, Despicable Me just bit off Carmen San Diego. Because Carmen San Diego would steal things like Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. Like, she would steal things that are immovable. The Pyramids of Giza. Like, yeah. <laughs> she was amazing. She was stealing pyramids and there hasn't been a movie made about her? That's a great point. Why is there... I gotta do some research to see if there's been some false I had starts. The, I had the video game, what well, was a computer game, Where in Time is Carmen San Diego? Right, that was a hard one. It's classic. There was literally, I like loved that game, but I think back on it and there was like a level where I'm in uh, like ancient Greece and I'm like help, I'm literally, the point of the level is like you put together like a sewage system. <laughs> like there's a guy in a bath and he needs help fixing oh. pipes. And that's the point of that level is that's that you so fi- funny. That was a plumber game. 
Right. Oh, that's true. It was a time travel game, <laughs> and like there was a part where you had to be a plumber in Greece. Right. So you can help him or just leave because this is awkward. <laughs> Aren't you looking for an international thief? There's a guy in a bath with no drainage. <laughs> Maybe just leave. Maybe just not be near him. But yeah, so I'm thinking like you got James Bond running from dinosaurs. Yeah. That's like a great combo. That is great. Did or is, it, is he just too out of his element? Like his fast cars aren't going to work. They're going to shoot a dinosaur. That's what everybody does. I think a, like a Ferrari <laughs> would... Seduce the dinosaur. <laughs> Well, uh, that wouldn't be too far off. Did you see Jurassic World? Yes. Okay, so the end... I thought it was a terrible movie. And it was the, pretty bad. the end of Jurassic World, like, Chris Pratt gives, like, this head nod to the raptors, like, we've got an understanding, <laughs> like, you know, you're gonna go your way, I'm gonna go mine. So, like, would it be that out of the realm of possibility based on these new raptors if James Bond's James Bond starts, like, flirting with these <laughs> raptors? Like a three-way with two raptors? <laughs> That'd be progressive. <laughs> I'd love, like... The outrage at, like, a human dinosaur sex scene. And maybe, listen, we're just trying to be progressive. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there'd be some outrage, I think. I think, wow. I think less outrage, more just, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I just see Daniel Craig. Two, two raptors. What was the, all right, uh, what was that Whoopi Goldberg movie? Ghost. No, no, no. No, uh, Rex. <laughs> Oh, I don't think I've ever saw that. She was friends with a dinosaur. I gotta go back and watch Rex. You know, I miss the 80s because it's like, let's take a famous person <laughs> and just the first idea that comes to mind. <laughs> they were making that movie. They just made Mad Libs. They like, really, they, well, they, you know, it was like you had like someone like Whoopi Goldberg uh-huh. or Robin Williams. And you're like, All right, what's, they're doing a thing. Whoopi Goldberg coaches the New York Knicks. Like, that's the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, all these movies are like a Jimmy Fallon game now. Like, <laughs> this celebrity is gonna, he's gonna do what? Right. Sylvester Stallone is a cop with his mom? <laughs> like, that's, that was the premise of every movie in the 80s. Um, okay, so I got this, I got this next one. Uh, did you see the film Aloha? I did. That's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I feel like it wasn't so bad. I feel really? like... Really? Oh, I hate No, it, it was stupid. But I feel like... Cameron Crowe's bad movies are different than regular bad movies. Hmm. Like, do you feel like there, like there was something there? Like, do you forgive his messes? Yeah, because you know what? I feel like that's what it is. They're messes. Oh, here we go. They're messes, not misses. Oh. If that makes sense. Because, like, something like The Mummy Returns, that's just, like, a stupid movie with stupid dialogue and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're, we're on different pages about The Mummy Returns, but go on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Bad example. Uh, but yeah, like the Divergent movies, that's like a knockoff, not whatever. Yeah. And I feel like Cameron Crowe is one of the few directors who gets to make kind of whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes you watch his movies and you're like, yeah, I don't care about this. So, but this is the thing. So I was trying to wonder, like, because I love, like, Almost Famous a lot. I love Like, that that's movie. one of my favorite movies Same ever. Here. Absolutely. And I wonder if I just now will... Will every Cameron Crowe movie I ever see is just like a, oh, I guess he didn't get it right this time. <laughs> when in actuality, did he make one good movie by accident and he's just right. a bad director? I mean, Almost Famous. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, wait, almost you're not famous, counting... Elizabeth. Almost Famous is right. like, is that a fluke? Right. I liked Elizabethtown. I... I really like Elizabethtown, but I don't necessarily think it's a good movie, and I think that's certainly a mm. mess of a movie. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just feel like Cameron Like Vanilla Crow. Sky. I never saw Vanilla Sky. That's weird. I've heard it. But you know what? That one also feels like a mess. It doesn't feel like wrong. Right. It doesn't feel like a bad movie, it feels like. Yeah, I just feel like he makes different kinds of movies. Uh-huh. Like, his movies aren't trying to do what other movies are trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean they're enjoyable to watch, necessarily. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, I feel like it's like, um, who am I thinking of now? Uh, like, Inuratu. Like, uh, Revenant. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I didn't enjoy The Revenant so much, but I feel like... I really liked it and I got what he was trying to do and I just found it a little boring. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, for me, I'm not like, this was a bad film. Because I feel like he's doing something beyond just trying to make a 90-minute movie yeah. that people will watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's doing something else. So it's you don't judge it as like, eh, hey, this character is weak or this narrative thread, I didn't believe the character would do that. It's like, it's in a, you judge it on an entirely different scale. And obviously that's weird to compare... Uh, no, I see what you're saying. Like, like some, like, uh, like Spielberg, for example, has made some masterpieces, but then just kind of makes some throwaway movies. Right. Well, as spies. well as some directors just they don't they don't make throwaway movies. They make what they feel like they should make, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like um, Linklater, Richard Linklater, like Boyhood. Like you can really watch Boyhood and be like, this sucked. You're like, oh, I just didn't. I didn't care about that. I didn't want to see this. Yeah, but you can acknowledge that... I'm, I'm a big Boyhood fan, but you can acknowledge that, like, there is ambition and there is right. a concept and exactly. there's Exactly. It is more of a whole piece of art yeah, yeah. than just something in the movie theater. Yes. You know? Like, you watch... Uh, even, like I said, like Jurassic Park or just a more standard movie fair where you're, it's clear they're trying to create a narrative, they're trying to create rising and falling action and characters that you care about. They're trying to make a, a movie... So it is like, oh, well, I didn't feel like this character dynamic was believable. Oh, I didn't like that she was in high heels because it just seemed to take me out of the film. Yeah. And then when you watch something by a different kind of director, it's just, oh, well, this is a whole piece of art and I have more of an opinion on this piece of art as opposed to saying this did work or did not work. Yeah. At least, yeah, that's how I feel about Cameron Crowe and his messes. That makes sense. Um, that being said, I think Aloha is just a terrible film. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Agreed. it's bad. Agreed. All right. But so it takes place in Hawaii, right? You got Bill Murray who runs like the space program or whatever the hell he <laughs> I does. I think he should be a bad guy way more. Uh, okay. So what other movie takes place in Hawaii that involves space space things? Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> oh my god. Aloha. All right. So what are you doing? It's just like... I don't know. <laughs> this is the most I've thought it out. It's that movie that, that, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, another yeah. Another Brad Pitt movie. Okay, that... yes. Perfect. Thank you. So we got, yeah, we're doing Cameron Crowe directing a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type movie with Lilo and Stitch, Bradley Cooper, oh my God. John Krasinski, Rachel McAdams, Asian Emma Stone. Asian Emma Stone. That was so weird that she was Asian. Yeah, that, yeah. Weird is, is one word for it. Um, so, yeah. I, I think down. I think I like it now that we talked about Cameron Crowe and defend him. Right. Oh, especially because like Emma Stone's character is all like super into like the spirits of Hawaii, and I feel yeah. like that's in Lilo and Stitch. I can do a pretty good Lilo or a Stitch impression. Uh, can we hear it, please? <clears throat> all right. <laughs> Punch bottle. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, Crossed it. Stepped up to the plate. All right. Yeah, All right. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like this whole podcast was just so you could do that impression. <laughs> All right. Thanks it's for joining, guys. Moves. All right. Um, 
this one's almost too ridiculous. I think I may skip it. You're gonna say that? I'm just. It's legally blonde in Monsters University. <laughs> <laughs> it just. We'll move on. Um, okay, so this this one's. It's 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 very close. So it's Muppets and Sesame Street. Hmm. But now think of it like this: the Muppets are its own thing, and the Sesame Street creatures are like also Muppets, but they're not like part of the Muppet. Like they don't have the same tone as Muppets. You know, like Big Bird has a different vibe than what Kermit is. Right. Like they're more kid based. So let's say we took the Sesame Street characters and put them, like gave them a Muppet type movie. Because I want to see like Oscar the Grouch, Big Bird, Grover. Like we'll leave Elmo out because Elmo's kind of annoying. Yeah. But, like all those interact in like a Muppet style setting. Because I feel like Big Bird has potential to be like an interesting figure. I don't like Big Bird at all. That's because Big Bird never offers anything because he's on like kind of like a basic show. Maybe that's all there is to Big Bird, so that's all I can handle. You know what? I want Big Bird to prove that wrong. <laughs> so like, what is it? Very self-referential still. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially a Muppets movie, but with different characters. Hmm. Hmm. So, it's not really a crossover. No, no, no. It's, it's, but because they're Muppets, but have never, like, acted in a Muppet. like Yeah, they've right. never had that universe exist for them. Although, uh, Big Bird had a cameo in Muppets Take Manhattan. That's true. He was, like, uh, on the highway at one point. Right. Um, but, like, I feel like Grover... Like, has some characteristics that would work well in a Muppet-type movie. He's definitely the most Muppet-like. Yes. He's, he's similar to Gonzo. He's a similar vibe. It's true. It is kind of weird. Yeah. So I would watch a Gonzo Grover film. I have an erection right now. <laughs> um, I just felt like I should is it disclose it. Related to what I... <laughs> that's, the, that's my favorite idea I've ever heard. Gonzo Grover. Because Gonzo's my favorite, and Grover was my favorite growing up. Yeah. And that is just my favorite They're thing. Both blue, damn it. Yeah. That's my favorite That's my favorite <laughs> idea I've ever heard. So what was it, Gonzo Grover? I feel like it should be a triple crossover. I feel like they should be doing... The problem is Gonzo has already had his, like, film... Like, uh, Muppets from Space yes. was a Gonzo-based Muppet movie. So it could be more of a Grover movie then with Gonzo. Yeah. I have a Muppet idea, like, and I've told you about it, but I'm not going to share it on this yes, podcast understood. because I literally am still holding out the hope that I'll one day be able to write a Muppets film. That's right. how dear I hold this idea to sure, my heart, sure, so I'm sure. not going to share that. I think we should do, like, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with Grover and Gonzo. I think that everything you're saying... <laughs> Is so much gold. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. This is genius. <sighs> they, you know, okay, so they made Muppets Treasure Island. Yes. And they made Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And then they did, more recently, they did like a Wizard of Oz, which was like oh, TV. I yeah, it was, I think Ashanti played Dorothy. Um, I feel like they should do more of those movies. Yeah. Like, why isn't that a thing they do? I, more? I mean, my. Probably favorite version of a Christmas Carol is the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh hell yeah, Michael Caine. My- Michael Caine's <laughs> best role. <laughs> uh, clearly, Rizzo the Rat. I wish oh, he was in more things. That's an all-time great, like animated, like right. You know, if we count that as animation, which it isn't, so I don't know why I'm counting <laughs> as animation. If we count, 
I was thinking tangible, stop motion for a second. Real I realized tangible. It's, it's neither of those things. Yeah, so never mind. But that's an all-time puppet. great non-human for counting puppet work. I don't know what to count. Stop motion is. or animation. Like I'd say it's an all-time great puppet work, but that really like that's like ten roles and they're right. all Muppets. <laughs> it's all. And it's like the tenth movies. best Muppet performance, so it's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I don't know why. Right. I had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I got, I got that one. So I have King Kong and Tarzan. Okay. Um, that little two on the nose. That's what it, that's what it seems like, right? It seems right. like on the surface you're like, okay, Tarzan already deals with like gorillas, and like has these problems with these like alpha gorillas. Yeah. But say he had those problems with a the giant alpha gorilla. That's funny. So is this movie all set on the island still, or do they get Tarzan and they bring him to America to try and? Stop. Oh, oh shit. Okay. So Tarzan takes place in the, I think, 1920s, like right around there. Yeah, it was about the same time as yeah, yeah. King Kong. So, so say Tarzan's in England, you know, he's been established there, but then another group of explorers bring right. King Kong to America, and they don't know how to deal with this, so they get Tarzan to come from England to America and deal with this. Or what if you really remake it, and then you have him come, King Kong come to England? Oh, yeah. So you have climb big, King Kong climb and big Ben Exactly, you just flip it around a bit. Yeah. Remake and it. And Tarzan's there. I'm sure, like, white supremacists will hate this movie because it's <laughs> less American, but <laughs> so those we got, kinds of folk. Maybe they don't tell Tarzan. Maybe, like, yeah. It's a separate group of explorers and they're like wanting right. to outdo this. They found Tarzan. That was a big thing. And they're like, we need to outfind something as interesting as right. Tarzan. Right. Yeah, you'd have to wait to do some kind of dual narrative without fully giving it away. I mean, obviously, with movie previews, you would know exactly what it is. Yeah, it'd be a little like, hard to hide. Right. But that would be awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you. Cloverfield monster. <laughs> I don't know what the fight scene would be like in the 1920s with one jungle man and That's the giant true. ape, but I think That's it has true. potential. Yeah. I think that has crossover potential. I think that's a great idea. Which, uh, by the way, have you seen the trailer for the new Tarzan? No, I don't think I have. Looks really good. No, wait, I have. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks yeah. like, which is funny because my wife has a, a very popular opinion where she's tired of all these remakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but let's make all the movies that had terrible CGI and stunt work now because now they actually are worth making yeah like it's weird to me that we made a tarzan movie before you could actually show people swinging from trees in any believable way yeah yeah yeah. also so i've i was also pretty like anti-remake like i was kind of sick of them and i realized they're not remaking anything good so it doesn't matter like these aren't like classic movies that they're making like do i really care about like the 1920s tarzan movies no no. Well, like, and who can who in their right mind would watch nineteen twenties Tarzan and think to themselves, "How would they make this better?" Like in every <laughs> way, in every way imaginable. Or like even like King Kong from like two thousand five, like the Peter Jackson movie. Yeah, that was like definitely amazing at the time, but right, it was really just like an excuse for CGI. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like Jack Black was in it, so it was weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Great uh, Naomi Watts performance. Yeah, she so. was good. Naomi Watts was good. Um, but like, yeah, it's not like they're remaking like good movies. Like, I think it'd be more outrageous if they're like, we're going to remake The Godfather. Right. Or we're going to remake Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> you know, like, right. 
They're just doing James Franco. They're just doing throwaway movies, so it, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I completely. Agree. I'm like, if you're not gonna be like, it's not like these movies were like terribly original anyway. So I'm like, yeah, just improve on them. That's true. Make them better. Okay. Although I feel it hurts my heart a little bit that Spider-Man has become nothing because of all the remakes. Like Spider-Man uh-huh. was the first huge. Because remember when the first X-Men came out, it was kind of like eh. Yeah. And then when the first Spider-Man came Well, that, that's a that's like a truly like world-changing movie. Right. That scene where he first starts climbing the wall, Whew. that like, that affected me deeply. Yeah, man. And I feel like Spider... Because of the that's success of that first Spider-Man, yeah. that is the whole movie landscape is because of how successful that movie was. Yeah. And now Spider-Man is like just extra character a periphery character I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they'll do this is they've they've made the best Spider-Man costume oh, in really? this new I, have I you not it. seen the new no, trailer it. they, it's like a throwback to the 60s Spider-Man costume oh, it okay. looks very cool very down I mean I stopped watching the Avengers films yeah at a protest kind of that's fine <laughs> I'll show you the trailer. That's all you'll need to see. You don't need to see. Right. Well, it is more just like I don't. I'll just show you a still of the costume after this, and that can be the end. Like (laughs) that's true. Well, I actually read these comics. Yeah. uh, When I was young, my brother was more into comics than me, but I, the whole Thanos and the Mm -hmm. Gauntlet of Power or whatever the heck it was called, I remember reading those comics, so I kind of feel like I know everything Mm. that's happening anyway. Yeah, it is. Spider Man was like killed, kind of because. I think the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man... I only yeah. saw the first one. That was like... I have huge issues with that movie. I think that's one of the worst... That's maybe the worst superhero movie ever made. I hated it. I have. I think it's hugely flawed. He literally figures out to be Spider-Man with like a skateboarding montage to a Coldplay song. That's true. That's pretty unforgivable. Emma Stone is supposed to be a, like a high school intern... Yes. ...who has access to the largest scientific corporation in the world. Like, she has, like, midnight key, top floor access. Right. She's a high school intern. She's right. the lead intern. So this is the most profitable, profitable tech scientific tech company, business right. in the world. Right. In they don't Manhattan. have, like, they don't have, like, a college intern. <laughs> they don't have a freshman in college who's in charge like, of the seniors in high school. They don't have, like, a doctorate intern, like... Really, it's a senior. It's a right. high school senior. Right, right. This, yeah, this like seventeen-year-old operates with autonomy within the confines of Oscorp. Also, she seems like busy too. Like this isn't yeah. even her whole life. She's like yeah. doing other stuff. Well, especially because it's like that's always hard. Like Emma Stone is actually like twenty-eight years old. Uh-huh. So you have an actual twenty-eight-year-old <laughs> walking around with a clipboard, being in charge. But I'm supposed to believe she's like sixteen years old. <laughs> yeah, and neither would be in charge. Neither the 28-year-old Emma Stone nor... Right, nor, nor the... <laughs> That's true. That really bothered me. And just Dennis Leary, period. Oh, well, okay. This is the all-time... All right, spoiler if you didn't see The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> so Dennis Leary dies at the end, right? Yeah. And right before he dies, he, like, makes Spider-Man promise that he won't start a relationship with his daughter, Emma Stone. Right. So Spider-Man's like, okay, I promise. And then he dies, and then the next scene is him flirting with Emma Stone, implying that he's going to start a relationship. So it's kind of just like, eh, yeah. he's dead, you know? It doesn't really matter. heard that, it's just me. I promised to an alive guy, but now he's a dead guy. <laughs> promised to alive your dead. <laughs> it's a different guy than dead your dead. So I was like, ah, man, Spider-Man's a scumbag. So. Seriously, they were in... Um, Alright, what do I got? I got, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Ant-Man. <laughs> 
Let's just move on. <laughs> this can only exist as like a two-minute short film. This is like an MTV Movie Awards vignette. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, That's all it would be. Okay. I just want I want Rick Moranis back, man. We need Rick Moranis more did. things. If he was in Ghostbusters. Speaking of. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's let's talk about Ghostbusters for a hot minute. Um, obviously, me and you, big fans of like giving more roles to women. Yes. Giving more roles to, like, you know, people of color, like, giving more diverse characters. Right. I'm, yeah. So I was, like, very excited for this. Yes. Ghost All right. Posters. You're thinking I was exactly like, what I thought. Love Leslie Jones. Think she's hilarious. Big supporter of Melissa McCarthy. Love Kristen Wiig, obviously. Right. And uh, Kate McKinnon, one of my favorite people on SNL. I think yes. she's hilarious. Pretty much a great word for everything you said. And <laughs> and Paul Feig. I think he's done great work. Dope. I think he's a great comedy director. So watch the trailer. I'm, like, not in. No? Like, yeah. I was so excited to even watch the trailer. Yeah. And then I I don't know what I was supposed to laugh at in the trailer. It looks, like, okay. Not like even it, bad. Not even bad. Just, like... Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna... I, is that... I'm part of the thing. Is that what they're counting on? Like, because there's so much buzz, people who are gonna watch it are just going to watch it? Yeah. So like, it's, like... like but, like, let's isn't... not feel anything in the But trailer? isn't a trailer supposed to... Like, you should give, like... A highlight, you know. Yeah. Like this, this looks less like like a comedy, and more like an action comedy, which I'm a little bit disappointed by because I don't want like it looks like it's trying to be cool, right? And I don't want that. Like I don't want them to be like we're cool, funny. Like I want this to be a comedy that has like ghosts in it. Yes. I don't want this to be a cool action movie I that want has some bridesmaids fighting ghosts. Yeah, yeah yes, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I want. And I'm like, is this like toned down action comedy? Yeah. Because that's like the worst type of comedy there is. That's true. Is like action banter. Right. This wasn't even like Charlie's Angels level comedy. Like right. this was like no, I don't know. So I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. And I'm, I'm actually upset. I know a lot of people have talked about this already. I'm sure you've heard. But the Leslie Jones not being, not even just the fact that there's Three, the, everyone's the smartest person ever, and then Leslie Jones. Well, and did you hear it wasn't supposed to be that way? No, I didn't know that. So, the character was written for Melissa McCarthy, like the MTA worker. Okay. But now Leslie Jones plays that character. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, who was... Was there supposed to be another scientist? I don't know. But yeah, I agree. It's like... Yeah. Astrophysicist. Right, like, I'm an astrophysicist. Genius, I'm a paranormal. Blah, blah, blah. I work in the subways. I know y'all are smart, but you're just like, oh. Yeah. It was that off-putting. Like, yeah. It was shockingly off-putting. So that was weird. Not in. Like, yeah. I'm I'm hoping to be proved wrong. Right. I'm assuming I will be proved wrong. I'm like, going to watch it. I'm assuming it's going to be good. It, it's a great... Right. But yeah, I believe bad. Leslie Jones will overcome the inherent racism of society. Yeah, because she's amazing. Yeah, but bad, bad first sign. Right. Um, and like now, all like the sexist dudes are like, "See, I told you, we don't want women." Told you I'd hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would hate this movie. And yeah, I do. Like so, but like every, I'm just gonna like every time I talk about it. So like full disclaimer. Has nothing to do with the women. Like very like, in on women. I just like how like the reason guys hate some guys hate this movie is because there's women in it. 
It's like, and then they watch the trailer and they're like, "See," as in like, "There's women in it." <laughs> like, 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 since when are the Ghostbusters like a sign of like male dominance? Right. Like, is that what like men hold up as like? I think a lot of them, unfortunately. Ghostbusters? Like, that's an important. I think they male liked thing. them. I think they liked them. They're men, therefore they think it belongs to them. The movie has like Rick Moranis as like a co-lead. True. Rick Moranis is like, like no offense to Rick Moranis, like not a very manly, macho no. man. Yes, this movie should not be, like if they're like, hey, we're gonna remake Gladiator, and Russell Crowe's character is gonna be played by like, Shailene Woodley, <laughs> like Roseburn, <laughs> like I would be like, okay, I see why some guys are gonna be like, that's right. our movie, that's a man's movie, but like Ghostbusters, come on, right. like get over yourself. Yes. Um, so yeah, a little nervous. Very nervous. All right, so you're out on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Ant-Man. Yes. Honey, I Shrunk the (laughs) Ant-Man. Yes, out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) this one is also from my girlfriend, and it's going to require no talking. It's There Will Be Blood and Holes. (laughs) So we'll just move on from that. Um, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> um, oh, I would love that scene if he's beating the shit out of Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. I'm game. All right. Shia LaBeouf. You know, just full disclosure <laughs> in this podcast, I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan. I support Shia LaBeouf. I have nothing against him. Not a fan. I'm a huge fan, and I support everything he does. I think I love his weird postmodern art stuff that he's doing. Right. I love his strange film choices that he makes. Like, he does, like... Uh, what was the war one he was in? Oh, Fury. Yeah. He did Fury and like Nymphomaniac back to back. There you go. Which I'm like, dude, I like you for doing that. Weird choices. Also, Disturbia. Fun movie. <laughs> one of the best TV movies of all time. Disturbia comes on FX. I'm not changing Disturbia. There you go. <laughs> That's my two cents on Disturbia. <laughs> um, all right. So this one it seems a little obvious and it'd be over the top, but it'd be fun. So we got Mission Impossible and Born Identity. Hmm. What's happening in the movie? Just like a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of glass breaking with water. Yeah. Rushing out. Lots of lots of broken large fish tanks. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I've ever seen a Born Identity movie. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I saw maybe the first one. They're probably the best action movies. Well, the first one is the best action movie ever, I think. Really? It's just so good. I'm going to rewatch it. I would. Because I talk about it like I've seen it, and I just, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever time. seen it. Yeah. It, people love them. Yeah, no, the first one is, like, brilliant. The mm-hmm. second one's, like, you know, it's just like any, like, diminishing returns. How's the sixth one? <laughs> it's going to be great. There's so many of them. Is that, is that what's coming out? The fourth or the sixth? There's six? Identity. There's Supremacy. There's Ultimatum. Ultimatum. And there's Jeremy Renner. And then this one coming out. <laughs> the Bourne, Jeremy And this one is Jason Bourne, I think it's called. Right. Where they run out of words to put after Bourne. Right. Supremacy. Ultimatum. Also, do any of those words have to do with the movies? The first one, I did. Does supremacy have anything to do with I mean, in a way, <laughs> supremely good at I love action people. movies because you can give them any title. Right, right, right. Any ominous sounding yeah. title. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Why is it called that? Yeah, Rogue Nation, that's why. <laughs> Ghost <laughs> Protocol. 
Yeah, Ghost, I, love, I love when action movies, they have to say the title at some point. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. That's how you know it's Do you mean dun, 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 <laughs> Ghost Protocol? Yeah, that's how you know you're going to watch that movie at least 20 times in your life. <laughs> I still haven't seen Rogue Nation. Oh, I've heard it's good. Dude. I watched them all. You're, if, you're, if you're a fan of them... Then... I'm a big Simon Pegg fan, so... Dude, Rogue Nation, like, perfect action movie. So, so great. Dope. Um, okay, so I have, I have one more. Um, so Marvel and DC come together. Okay. And I feel like that has to be the last movie ever made. <laughs> it will be. Because it's going to be, like, eight hours... And it's gonna have so many characters. And in like it. you'll be in it by the end. Like you're gonna yeah, be yeah. in the movie, yeah, not exactly. watching it anymore. Everyone in Earth. Yeah, it just transcends into this reality. <laughs> We're all superheroes forever. That's but what heaven is. It's just inevitable, right? Like that's gonna happen. You feel like I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's taking over everything. So we have So X Men. So I think, yeah, X-Men was the first, because that came out in 2000. Yeah. So X-Men was cool because, like, superhero movies weren't, like, a big thing. Like, they'd, they'd, they'd come, there was the Batman films in the 90s, um, but, like, this was, it was either 99 or 2000, and it had, like, Wolverine, it had Storm, right. there was Sabretooth and, like, a fight scene, uh, you know, Professor X, it was all the X-Men. That was, like, a bunch of superhero movies in one movie. Um... And that was exciting. And it's kind of interesting because that kind of started, oh, maybe we should think about superhero movies again. And then, like, every superhero movie for the next 10 years was, like, based on, like, Spider-Man. And then they had Green Lantern and then Hulk. And it was, like, these singular movies. And now, like, the, like everything that's happening is, like, let's put as many superhero movie or as many superheroes in one movie as possible. And it's kind of funny because X-Men was the first movie to do that and that was like the first superhero movie and it took so long for them to go back to like let's try to cram some superheroes right, in right, this. Right. Um, but the directors of the Avengers movies said that this next Avengers movie is going to have 67 characters oh in it. Gosh. That's so stupid. That is so many characters, dude. I'm not on board which is why I've not I've seen none of the Thor movies. Yeah, I'm out on Thor. I've seen one Captain America movie was it the sequel? No, I saw Captain it. America 2. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Is that what <laughs> you saw? Yeah, it was Oh, cool. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I didn't see the first one, so I had no idea what anyone was talking about. Um, I loved Winter Soldier. I, th- I put that up there with the superhero movies. It was one of the best. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of all Iron Man's. Iron Man gets a little old to me. Yeah, I mean, well, it's because they put him in all the other movies now, so it's like... I don't know. I feel like it, by the end of Iron Man 1, I was like, okay, he's oh, snarky. Really? Doesn't play by the rules. Yeah. Like, that billionaire does not care. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, I can't. Right. I'm a little. I'm a little down on Robert Downey Jr. You're a little. Like I'm. I'm not a big. Right. You're down on Downey. Like I'd say, my favorite Robert Downey Jr. performance, and it sounds a little weird. I go due date. Really? Yeah. That was really blue. You, oh, you didn't like it? It was just like I don't know. I really liked it. Really. Big fan of due date. <laughs> Said. A human for the first time. <laughs> no, I, I really like. I mean, it. I didn't not like it. It was okay. I'm a big fan. Dude, yeah, that's so funny. Great Galifianakis performance. That's so funny. All right, 
I want to end with some rapid fire crossovers you'd never expect. Okay. Two mediocre films made better. Hit me with it. Like Due Date and We Bought a Zoo. Oof. It's just rough. It's just something no one would watch. Like I, want to, I want to be forced. All right, here you go. Okay. You were to punish someone. This is how we get secrets out of terrorists. Okay. You make them watch these crossover films. Rapid fire. Like, uh, like what else? Uh, uh, <laughs> like, uh, what's the other one? A mediocre film. Um, how about My Big Fat Greek Wedding and The Lake House? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, she's communicating oh, with her Greek, or her non-Greek husband through the dead, like. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What about, uh, uh. Like Daddy Daycare and the Expendables. I'm kind of in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm out on that one. <laughs> All right, Snakes on a Plane and Speed. Snakes on a Bus. Hmm. Can't stop the bus, but there's so many snakes on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't stop it. Is it the snakes? Look at us. It off. sucks that we can't stop this bus because there's like thousands of poisonous that's, snakes on this that's bus. That's ridiculous. That, would that be like. The main way to solve the bus full of snakes problem. Like, oh, it's stopping. Like, get everyone off. <laughs> Quarantine these snakes. Uh, oh, man. All right, what about one actor, one character being the linchpin between two worlds? Okay. So, like, uh, um, like, what's a good example? Like, uh, Dallas Buyers Club being the same guy from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> I like... I think that already might be Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> it's not him. It's not. Like, he was a reckless guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, so what, about, what about those? Like, McConaughey. So it's Dallas Buyers like, Club, Dazed and Confused. Can we confirm for a fact that Dazed and Confused wasn't a prequel to Dallas Buyers Club? <laughs> Very possible. In Texas, that's right. Both yeah. in Texas. I think we just realized something. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a franchise. Like, there's, like, a lot of franchises, like, like Harry Potter, where you, like, even, even for this activity, it's hard to mash something up with that because hmm. it's, like, a wizard world. Right. So you don't know what quite to put in, like, a wizard world. What about... Harry Potter, James Bond. It's just like everything you say I'm in on. (laughs) This is James Bond banging all the teachers at Hogwarts. (laughs) That's all it is. It's a whole movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. I like the idea of like mashing mediocre franchises. Yeah. Or like mediocre movies and making them a franchise like vertical limit with chris o'donnell <laughs> oh wait here we go vertical limit okay and the day after tomorrow <laughs> technically you get that guy <laughs> yeah uh, even in the movie who who's coming down <laughs> i don't do you know no i don't i don't you know what I'm doing? I'm just picking movies that I enjoy watching on television when, when I have nothing else if to they're watch. They're the same movie and you wouldn't even realize. Day After Tomorrow, great TV movie. <laughs> yes, that was me on. Uh, yes, that... 
Dennis Quaid. What is, there's gotta be some Dennis Quaid. Uh, <laughs> like same character. Uh, like say Dennis Quaid in Frequency is the same character as Dennis Quaid in The Parent Trap. Are <laughs> <laughs> like a dead firefighter? Now? Well, I think, I think he died and then he communicates with his son through a radio. I think that's what happens. But he had died and his son. Watch frequency. And then, all right, but so it turns out that the son he's communicating with, brother with Lindsay Lohan in Parent Trap. There you go. I don't know if that works. This is is tailing out of control. Yes, it is. All right, we got to get out of here. Let's let's end this. Yeah. Um, I think our strongest will definitely definitely be Spotlight Spider Man. That was definitely. (laughs) All right. Serious work, Peter. <laughs> How many people, Peter Parker? How many people? <laughs> All right, good work. <laughs>